Welcome to the Gospel Truth Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I am here with my co-host, Dylan. What's up? How are you doing today, Dylan? I am doing good. It's a nice day. Just relaxing, getting ready to go out to Arizona to go visit somebody. Oh, really? Who is that yeah. somebody? That'd be you. <laughs> I, mean, we're gonna I, visit. I mean, okay, say visit. We're going to see you guys. We're doing our honeymoon. I just figure if we're mm-hmm. going out there, might as well say, hey, hang out a little bit. And then me and the wife can go uh, explore. You know, go explore the nature's out there. So, yeah, it's actually interesting because this weekend's going to be the coolest it's been this whole summer. And, Thank uh, the Lord. Yeah, because like in Arizona, Literally for months, I think about two months now, it's been consistently over 110 every single day, like nonstop. And so to this weekend, to, tomorrow, it's supposed, to, yeah, it's supposed to be only 98 degrees tomorrow. So the <laughs> first time under 100 <laughs> degrees in the summer. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sitting there going like, hit like 78, I'm going like, it's so hot. <laughs> Drop like ten pounds. Yeah, it's 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 hot, I might, but I might see the two twenties again. <laughs> yep, there you go. So um, yeah, it's it's hot here, but I, I it'll be fun weekend for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's been uh, interesting. Like you and me have been experimenting with like recording video. So if anybody listening, just know that we might actually start doing videos on YouTube. And uh, I'm actually working with my um, distributor that's talking with Spotify and trying to get us the videos on Spotify. I don't know if you've seen that before, but I'd rather be one of the podcast people that start off doing videos on Spotify and be exclusive videos on Spotify because they're really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it works out and Spotify is doing it with a couple different podcasts um, already. Um, so it's, it's really cool feature. I like it. I think that might be good. I know a lot of people watch on YouTube, but if you got the Spotify app, it's really cool to watch there too. So, um, you guys can see why we both have faces for radio. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I was told, I was like, you know, what? he does, he does radio and he doesn't do televisions because he has a face for radio. Um, <laughs> it's like, why don't you have a church? Mm, no, <laughs> there's a reason they won't let me step up into the head pastor role. No, um, like, no, <laughs> on stage, yeah, you mm, mm, maybe so <laughs> we have to go out there. I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, you know, what is that, Ricky Bobby? Hands are up. Sorry, put yep. your hands down. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> hey, Oprah, um, perfect. No, but yeah, hey. sidetracked already. I know, but it's so good. (laughs) It's the starting of the episode. You got to sidetrack a little bit. Uh, I know you you saw it uh, for Gospel Truth Project. We're going to have actual Spotify playlists that you can click on. If I like genres. So like uh, GTP EDM, GTP rap, GTP. uh, I thought I forgot what the. Oh, metal. Yeah, metal. Metal. Mm -hmm. So the. The, the reason behind that is because I was listening to this um, podcast guy that I listened to, and he was saying that in this world today, there's a lot of music out there that has a lot of filth and is just promoting and pushing worldly wants, desires, and 
and stuff that's not a godly living life that's not to say that all music out there that's not christian is is not good to listen to because there's some fun songs that are just clean lyrics that are just talking and have stories or something like that but there's a lot of filth out there that just that just speaks to you and at you about you know sex here sex that this type of thing this type of thing drugs money guns violence and um, yeah it's it's really bad like as a youth pastor i'm like okay guys hey what song do you guys want to listen to if you're doing like music I'm yeah. like it has to be clean right. have you know nothing bad in it like uh i'm like let me let me show you where it's at because right. i've been listening to christian music you know when like christian rap was you know like dc talk and mm-hmm. i seen this bad it just you know it's not like today like we have like you know uh the 116 click you know like no big deal uh right people that are really good it sounds like oh wow this sounds like an actual rapper it doesn't sound like jesus is so cool yo for sure no it's <laughs> Well, it's like, like, it's like, it's, it's progressed. Like Christian music has gotten better over, over time where it's like, it's hard to distinguish if it's Christian or not, you know, just, just from like when we were growing up, take like middle school, early two thousands, what it is now. Mm -hmm. Like you have Christian, uh, more hot pop and stuff like that. Or we had family force five. Yeah, I loved Family Force Five. I still it's do. Still, it still slaps. Um, yeah, you hear the lyrics. It's like, um, it's like, oh my gosh, this was this was a little rough. And then like I showed it to the youth group, and they're like, oh, like you listen to this. I'm like, this was great. I don't think you understand. We didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have what we had today. No, um, no. And I'm like, excited. I mean, like. Yeah, just for the words, it's still going. Like uh, mm-hmm. Christian rap, one. I don't think mm-hmm. I have a particular favorite genre of music, but it, I do. It's it's Christian rap, it really is. Yeah. I mean, like, NF NF is like a Christian artist ooh. that you you listen to his stuff, and it's just like it's straight fire, and you're like, wow, it, he is. I was listening to him on the way level. over to record on Radio <laughs> U. I. He, NF was actually in Phoenix last week. Um, he was he was here. He's doing he his tour right now. Yeah, he was That's here. Right. I was gonna get tickets, but then I got married, and that was more the priority. <laughs> yeah, he was here, and he had like fifteen thousand people in his concert here, and which was his Man. biggest concert so far. But it's really cool to see. Like it, yeah. It just comes down to like Christian music has progressed to be very um, high Pretty quality. Mainstream more mainstream um more well known like if you say lecrae if someone listens to rap they're like oh i know lecrae i've heard a couple of stuff and you've got Uh, like nf 21 pilots mm -hmm. like that that are christian based and it's like oh whoa right who sing lyrics that not necessarily have to be worship or not necessarily have to be founded around the bible but have positive lyrics and like story and stuff like that that's not bringing customers that's not bringing sex drugs and whatever into the music um especially with like you got songs out there by like cardi b and other songs like that where people are like especially our, i'm sure you see mm. our youth listen to it all the time or just like oh yeah uh 
you know, WAP. I love that song. It's such a catchy beat, and it's just like it's I such can't, a gross I can't song, stand though. that stuff. I can't stand this stuff. It makes me cringe, and I don't know that this is me being say like you know like some of this like like the beats and stuff. Yeah, they sound it's catchy, but like it's like if it's not, I don't know. Like I don't care Maybe for was... all those artists because it's like I'm like it's just it's to me like I don't know for me I'm like it's just garbage. Like because of the lyrics. I don't want to yeah. hear about no. <laughs> well, when when you listen to music, like you're kind of in a calmer state usually. It's just like a I need to unwind it's or it's metal. Then it's right. you know <laughs> it's like one hundred and ten on the freeway all the way, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with music, you're kind of like uh, the idea is that it's one way that media influences people more than they think is because music is 100%. such a emotional connection and connecting that to just consistent like stuff of the world is is going to make you think more along the lines of the world and that kind of mentality so with our playlist that we've creating and we'll add more obviously over time like rock and worship and whatever but um as as there's music out there um, we're dedicating time to create playlists that are um, high, high end, high quality, like triple A quality stuff that is Christian based people or artists that are bringing a positive, less worldly feel to a lot of their stuff. And these guys like there was a, on the EDM, there's an artist called Louis Brazil. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh, his music is like I to the super, playlist, so yes, I have. Yeah, his music is super like rave culture kind of feel to it. And it's so mm -hmm. much fun. And he's had concerts with like 30, 40,000 people. And like, he's just done that. And people are like, this is awesome. And his work, his music is like, there's a lot of songs that he did that are like Yahweh and Adonai and like these really cool lyrics to it. But people who don't know, they're just like, cool. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool to see that there's a lot of Christian artists progressing. I'm on that playlist. <laughs> so. I was gonna say, yeah, like you guys, Jason is a makes EDM music. Um Sonic. Uh I've been there, watched him do it, popped out a little bit. Um so like he he has this, uh, he's like a... I don't know. I want to say music genius. I don't want to mm, music producer. I just producer. Keep it there. Yeah, like the guy plays like thirty something instruments. He knows music. I like to oh, listen yeah. to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please play this. Like we really just want to make it fun, and we want to mm -hmm. make it so. Like you said, there's a good music to listen to that is clean and is going to be uplifting. And right. you know, sometimes I feel like you can get in. You get in moods when you listen to music. Like if you listen oh, yeah. to music that's, you know, not that's going to be not uh, glorifying, edifying, and it's going to be more, you know, this world. It can tear you down. Right. Songs like NF has some sure. really depressing songs, and but there's times yeah. where you know, like I'm I'm sad. Let me listen to some NF, but mm -hmm. it's still you know has a biblical basis, which I think is important because that's what you, if you're grounded and rooted in that, it'll help you. Mm -hmm. Those times, even if you're not a believer, there's something always different about the Christian music, and not that it's quality, but 
Not always. But, uh, not always. There is the quality, but not always. And, <laughs> you know, the things behind it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in a sense, those who are, those people who are making the music, they're kind of, I think they should be held accountable a little bit. Like those who are, I'd say maybe teachers and leaders in, in the worship and with music, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today is teaching and leadership and preaching and teaching with, mm-hmm. you know, your words, which is ties in with the music. I think a little bit, cause there's worship leaders, worship pastors. True. And, uh, I mean, this is your episode, Sasha, that you go ahead <laughs> and kick it off now. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So, like, oh, over the last couple of weeks, we talked about humility. We talked about serving. And now in this instance, I was talking to somebody on a Facebook group that I talked to. It's like Apologetics um, Facebook group. And the Apologetics Facebook group was talking about someone asked a question about, uh, like, should it says to go out and preach the word. But then it says not everybody should be teachers. Why is this a thing? Should should we or should we not talk about the Bible? How do we know if we're okay to, et cetera? That kind of ideology. And they were asking those questions like, what the, I, I'm new to this. Like, please explain. And um, I, I texted Dylan shortly after I saw that. I'm like, dude, we need to talk about teaching and preaching. Because, because there is a difference between teaching and preaching. And yes. everyone's called the one and some are called the other. Yes, exactly. I think everybody, everybody, your faith, you are, you're, you should be sharing it. Mm-hmm. Of it. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one as, yeah, as a pastor, you know, yeah, for you. This should, it's, uh, <laughs> this should scare you a little bit. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, are you kidding me? As a kid, I mean, I always be like, hey, I'm going to be a pastor someday. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be a youth pastor. I'm called to do it. And people were like, okay, we'll be praying for that. And people, I've had it, mm-hmm. you know, prophesied for me. Like, yeah, you're going to teach. You're going to be a teacher. Right. You're going to, you know, teach the youth. And yeah, I was going like, oh man, I don't know. Like, that, was, that was like at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. And I remember people going like, you know, in high school, they're like, what's your game plan? What are you going to do? In the future, I'm like, I'm going to be a pastor. They're like, son, you need an actual game plan. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is my game plan. Yep. So, um, and then, you know, I started doing that at 21. Yep. So and that's, oh my gosh. So I remember for a while. Yeah. I, re- I remember we went to, uh, I don't know if you went with us to the, there was a conference called Acquire the Fire. I don't know if you remember Acquire that the Fire. One. What was this like ten years ago? It was a while. Um, Maybe. I remember when we went. Or they broke us up into small groups based on like, like seating area, whatever. It was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the small groups, it was probably like eighty of us. They had so many rooms to that church, and there were like eighty people, eighty to one hundred people per small group. And it was really cool. And um, I remember the after we did our thing and everything. The leader at the time that was uh, teaching came up to me and was like, Hey, I wanted to share with you that I feel like on your family, like didn't know me, obviously we're way out of town. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like you come from a family of pastors. And I feel like that's something that you, you might fall into place down the road. And God has a calling for you there. 
whether that to be elite a church, multiple churches or established churches, okay. I don't know. But I feel like that's a calling on your life. And without even knowing me, like my dad, my dad's dad, my <laughs> uncles, my grandparents, like everybody, <laughs> all pastors. And it was just kind of cool to be able like see that kind of person come up and like, I don't know who the frick you, you are, are or yeah. what's your background. But, but to I be really fair, feel though, to tell you. <laughs> to be fair, um, there was a sign on his back that said pastor's kid. It says BK. <laughs> um, so they just automatically knew. No, that's it's like a spirit. True. It's a spiritual sign. This spiritual the sign. And... <laughs> PK, pastor's I just kid. assume. Oh, that kid, volunteer him. <laughs> for yeah, everything. And that's another thing is that, you know, I are being told to like at age of 12 and 13. And so like, if you go down this route, you're going to be judged scale. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that that's terrifying. Oh, it yeah. is scary in a sense. She's like, like it's one thing to be like, yes, I believe, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm solidified in that. I know, I know Christ, and I'm ex- accepted and forgiven him. He's forgiven yeah. me. Him did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing to do any wrong. Um. But like I think of that, and I'm going like that was always like terrifying. Oh I'm yeah, like, yo, I'm called to this, and like if I lead somebody astray and teach the like falsely incorrectly, I'm accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Like I think of like okay, all these youth kids and they need to know and be equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with people that teach, and I think they're just like oh, I'll just teach. I'm like, but they don't. I don't think they fully understand the. Um, calling the sense you see some that are just like oh yeah man you're out of the bible it's not a big deal I'm like yeah but you need to have relationships with these kids you need to mold them in a sense and lead them to Christ like it's super important to do that um, like you know I have I like to say think I have a good relationship with the youth at the church like I've got some of them, you know, they'll text me. They're having a bad day. They'll call me. And like I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what it should be like. It should be like almost like you're a, a big brother, like, you know, cooler, older uncle. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like our <laughs> cousin. Um, you know, I've had yeah people call me up at like at three at the night and be like, hey, I'm suicidal. I'm, you know. Right. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And it's like, dang. And like, and that's things like you have to be ready to lead and teach and like in those moments. And mm-hmm. I think it is, there's a lot more than people realize that go with just pastoring. Like you have your flock in a sense. Right. Yeah. It's um no, that's, that's very true. You'll run into situations where you're going to have to be a little bit more than just, um, I so this is this is where there's a difference between preaching and teaching. So that that's the important part and you're distinguishing that uh very clearly is that with with teaching teaching is uh is instruction. It it's more of a what's it called? I forgot what the word is for it. <laughs> Um, it's a good one. Whatever it is, it's a good word. Dialogical, yeah, dialogical. Yeah. So teaching is more dialogical, and it's about 
you know, aims to inform and equip. So you're you're looking to give them the tools they need to succeed and to move forward with learning and growing their walk with God. And then on the preaching side, preaching is more monological. Monological in the sense that you are it's a proclamation. Uh-huh. And your your goal is to invite and exhort. So that's the difference when you come down to either or. So it's really important to understand that there's different roles as teachers and there's a different roles as preaching. I wouldn't say preachers because in this sense, you'll see, we'll bring up verses about this, but we are all called to Hope preach so. <laughs> in a monological sense to, to share to invite people to read and grow with you're like hey bible says this have you read this oh okay so now we're sharing this is preaching this is talking and be like this is this is this is what the bible says that is just saying this is what the monologue is this is what this is and it invites you to read yourself and to study yourself that is what we're called to do as a whole teaching on the other hand is very more personal like, hey, I'm living a life of of following Christ. I'm not living yep. in sin, which there's a difference between sinning and living in sin. Sinning happens. Living in sin is a choice to choose against God. Consistency. Yep. So when you're teaching, it's a whole different aspect of like anything that I am doing. It's not a consistent living in sin or a consistent choice against God for what I'm doing and I'm showing you how to be equipped and learn how to equip yourself and get to that point to where you're growing in Christ, but you're doing it in the sense of like, I'm showing you how, and this is how I do it. And this is how the Bible and God helps me through this. And this is what I'm trying to show you how to, to be a part of that kingdom of God. So that's kind of like the teaching difference, but, um, yeah, that's a very good. I think it makes it very clear. So, yeah, so I got verses on both sides, uh, teaching and preaching. So what I would like to do for this episode is break it up. So like the first half, let's like for the first, I don't know, like for the next 20 minutes, we're going to talk about teaching side and then we'll break it off and then switch over to the last half of the episode. We're going to switch it over to the preaching side. Hopefully that that. uh I think that, that works. Work we'll see. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. So guess what? What chapter I'm going to start in, huh? What book am I going to start in? Colossians. No, no. Come on. You got to. <laughs> James. What, what a, yeah. You know, it's James. <laughs> the only reason why is because in James, James 3. On. it Yeah, because in James 3, it talks about uh, the idea that faith and works go together. And that anyone who does or says proves what what they really believe. And those who trust God, who really believe in him, begin to be changed in their speech as well. And yet everybody still stumbles, like I mentioned before, that the tongue is untamable, um, capable of great destruction. In fact, James, in this whole chapter, calls it a fire, restless evil, that in itself sets on fire by hell. But... That's our tongue, because obviously you start saying stuff, you get used to saying those stuff. Um, but we need to be changed, and it shouldn't be the way we praise God and curse the people that made it in his image, and yet as fallen people, we do just that. So in James 3, it's a good starting point, especially the very first verse in James 3, 1, 
It says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness, which you said. <laughs> I've heard that many of time in my life. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good because in here, James obviously starts off with a warning and it's like taking on the title of teacher. And, and it's true, not, not many Christians should aspire to be labeled as teachers. Um, those who claim the mantle of a teacher will face stricter judgment, as you can see here, or will be judged with greater strictness, one of the either or. You could take that translation either way. And the more one claims to know, the more accountable they are held for what they do with that knowledge, which actually, um, that verse is referencing over to uh, John 9, 4, uh, no, John nine forty one, which says, "If you, Jesus Himself said, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains, because it's that that concept of you know the sin, and you still do it. So you 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 can't do that. Like you got to know that if you see it, now you stay away Correct from it. sin. You you know what to do, so do it." You have to correct it. You can't just stay stagnant in your sin. Mm-hmm. She's a leader, um, or a leader in teaching or preaching or anything, because that feel like I feel like you know there's spiritual spiritual warfare no matter what you're doing or mm-hmm. where you're at. But once you're called into ministry or anything in leadership, mm-hmm. the enemy is even attacking even harder. Oh yeah, like it's like I remember pastoring like at 21 there there's times where i just like boom i just sit there and be like super depressed and he would just come and attack me mm-hmm. and like you know and you know point out my sins and make me like just be like oh you are nothing you fall short blah 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 i remember you know maybe i was talking with you probably and we're just going like we well, have to just remember that you're forgiven mm-hmm creation and you can't just stay in your old sin you have to just you right. know have forgiveness and work on it or yeah it was you you were on the staircase long time yeah. ago remember that <laughs> <laughs> then i had a mental breakdown and we talked about it, it was pretty awesome no yeah, long stuff good times <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and that's how you have growth right yeah uh, is leadership is not easy. Your walk is not easy. So don't yeah, don't be discouraged if you feel like a sin's just messing with you and you can't beat it. Mm. You have to just rely on one another. Keep chugging. Because you have to you have to really guard yourself. I just I feel like that's important to say. Sure. Well it's like uh in this in this passage, um, a lot of Bible scholars actually speculate that James' warning was in response to a problem with too many self-titled teachers in the early, early Christian yep. church. Um, because it could be that some truly thought they were wise when they were still immature in their faith, still learning, and just, like trying I to know be a I part am. of it. Right. I'll never claim like, to be, a, you know, like, I can't sit here and say that I'm... No. mature in faith is more along the lines of like you understand the role of what you are being asked to do and you understand mm. 
how to proclaim who God is and understand what the gospel is. And I would say that for spiritual maturity, that is a requirement in that, in that strictness for yes. teaching, right? Um, yeah, because that's the whole, I mean, gospels are crucial to the, the faith of your walk mm. your faith. Because, I mean, even like, you know, I think of Acts and stuff, and then talking about going out, like that's another thing that's super important because it talks about how to minister, mm. go out, and be missionaries, and, and dealing with just the day to day things. Um, right. Like, yeah, you have to be rooted and know know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. In the same chapter, James three. Verse 18, which context-wise, if you want to read it, it's the, verse 13 to 18 is the context there. And it's uh, it's just James who questions our concept of who is wise in understanding. James actually quickly answers the truly wise understanding person is the one whose faith in God leads to selfless good works. And wise people live in the humility of wisdom, setting themselves aside to serve others. And in this context, James finishes in verse 18 saying, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Because in this, you can see that James has concluded his thoughts from the previous verses, like I mentioned, with a beautiful word picture. Imagine fields full and ready to harvest. The crop of the fields is righteousness, goodness, and everything those who belong to God would hope to see in the world. And it's really cool because James elevates the role of peacemakers, one who committed to living peacefully in full confidence that God is providing for them. And so this is part of that that teaching and part of that Christian walk and that we have to, as, as anybody as teachers, should be showing, should be living. And that's where like you see in media where there's like all these preachers on TV with signs screaming, you're going to hell. And like, you know, just screaming at people Can't like stand that. Right. I hate it because God says very specifically in, in through Jesus, through James, through Paul, through Peter, that we're peacemakers. There is sin. Yes. But you don't understand sin without the revelation of Christ. And people go mm. out there on TV and are standing there with picket signs yelling at people. Like, I understand if you're out there with a picket sign just saying Jesus loves you. It's like, hey, ask me for questions. Jesus loves you. you. Jesus loves you. That's that's true. And there's like, there's a difference besides inciting people to anger. Oh, yeah. Um, With that, which I think is that happens a lot, which is just a totally bad rap because it's like, you know, a good Christian is one who's going to be loving and kind and patient. Mm -hmm. The spirit. Um. You know, there's like those uh for which get the church that's like burning stuff and yeah. Mm-hmm. You you remember the story um Mark oh. fourteen, fifty-three to sixty-five, where Jesus is before his accusers, before he dies, right? Before he gets persecuted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, it's really interesting to note that he is silenced before his accusers. And this is really interesting to know because he he put a pro, uh, aside his pride even though he knew the truth and what was going to happen and what was going on, he kept quiet. And they were like, look, he did this, he did this, and he does this, and this is what he does, and he's living this, or blah, 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 he broke this law, and he just stood there silent, and he wasn't saying anything. And and it was just that point to where it's like, 
you don't you don't say things that if it's not going to lead to productive productive conversation and there's even points to where in the bible it talks about like not causing arguments or if someone's argumentative you just move on because there's, there's nothing positive is going to happen from that like um yeah. i have a, a friend that's doesn't believe in god younger dude but um it's really cool because we'll talk with each other and he'll ask questions sometimes he makes jokes but that's that's who he is he doesn't understand that's okay but i don't like we can talk and discuss without having to be like you're wrong you're wrong yelling at each other like you're an idiot or whatever we don't do that stuff it's just like let's talk okay he has questions i have answers from my perspective if he doesn't like those answers he just moves on he's like okay well i don't believe that i'm like okay cool well it gets up to you it's your choice not mine <laughs> you are so good at that i am i am what we call an argumentative person how dare you i am i know i am <laughs> but like you know i i, I see i sometimes i say like, i wouldn't say i'm argumentative i'm passionate right but passion but it does it is they're close and i definitely am because i could you know, somebody could say well the sky the sky is purple and i'm like or i could say the sky is purple and like, no it's not i'm like i will argue with you just because i like to, i like to debate yeah debating i think debating that's i think and... debating and i don't like like proving that i'm right which is it's it's you know like I could sit here and argue you know about peanut butter M and M's being the best, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know it's something silly you know, but then it comes to other things and you know that's where I'm like, well, spew out a bunch of facts and be like, well, this is this is that and I'm like, ah, oh, just not good. Um, it's more or less. I think I have to be comfortable with the person. I can't. I won't. I'll like. I'll be more. If it's my siblings, I'm like, oh, let's go. Which isn't good. But... Isn't it? Um, I think it was. What was it? I think it was JC Royal, I think, who said it. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. As, as, as a Christian, it is our position to share the word of God. Mm -hmm. And with that sharing, God intervenes. It's up to the Holy Spirit and God to convict. To convict. Yep. Our life and who we are is not to convict people. We are there to share and to discuss. And that's it. So when people are like, I'm trying, this person's going to change and be saved. And like, I'm trying to convict them that they're in the wrong. That's not your job to convict. You're not God. You're not the Holy Spirit. Like I said, Sin is a revelation of the Holy Spirit. You think somebody out there that hears the word of God, they're like, I don't know who God is and I don't believe in the Bible. You think they're going to think that everything they're doing is sin or not? They don't no. understand it because the Holy Spirit comes in to help you. It's a guide to help you and strengthen you to understand who God is. So you start seeing. Um, that's why it's like uh, there was another preacher who was saying, the closer you get to God, the more sinful your life seems. It's because as you walk the walk of Christ and understand his his life and who he is and who he represents and how that looks everything we do starts to look more sinful because it's not for God and we start to see wow 
doing cussing is like every everything you start doing. This is going to be like, wow, I really didn't want to say that. Wow, I really said something negative, and that person's going to feel that like they they're really taking that in. I need to wash my mouth. Or you do something that you normally do, and you're like, man, this just feels gross. Like this doesn't uh, feel right. I'm not okay. It, with it, this. Well, it stirs up. You know, it stirs it stirs in your soul. Holy Spirit, right, you know, if a convic- uh, conviction. Yeah, the, you get conviction. from the spirit, you're like, oh wow. Uh, you know, it's you had to die to your old flesh. Mm-hmm. That's why we were reborn in Christ, right? We're reborn mm-hmm. again. We're born again in God, in in His kingdom. We're adopted in His kingdom, and we are born again, which means that we understand because through the Holy Spirit and the revelation the Spirit brings, what sin is, and we want to learn more about who God is. Um, which there's a verse on that, which we will talk about because I think it's Second Timothy three sixteen. Um, I'll just actually three, bring it up. Second Timothy three sixteen. I am more than sure that that's the one that says all Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correction, and training in righteousness. Um, so we got Second Timothy. What was it? Three sixteen. I'm three. going off my memory. So it stops at seventeen. So. Well, 16, so that's a good start. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof of correction, and for mm-hmm. training in righteousness. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, that the man the of God may be complete, equipped for every good mm-hmm. work. Yep. There we yep, go. Exactly. So that that's exactly what I was thinking of in my head. So that's good. I, I got that one. But it, it's true because scripture is it, it's like i said we're going to do an episode on the validity of scripture itself but scripture as a whole you can trace back history and see that it's written 6000 manuscripts there was manuscripts written before jesus was around about prophecies of jesus jesus fulfilled 300 prophecies when he lived and died and came back again there's so many things that uh, bring validity to the bible and to scripture being um true um, whether you believe he was the son of God or not, even as a historian who doesn't take part in who God is, the Bible being accurate historically is very, very, um, like one of the most accurate, accurate proved books in history when it comes to history. <laughs> I forget what the odds are. Um, I think if he would, it was like some university did a study, did a thing on it where, to define, uh, if he just completed like three of these, whatever it was, it would be like thirty something Olympic swimming pools of uh, hay, and finding the needle on the first try. Well, the chance of but, one man fulfilling all eight prophecies, like the the beginning eight prophecies, yeah, is ten to the seventeenth power. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's like, and then like all of them, it's something like a couple of our universes, they said. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, put it in silver dollar form 10 to the 17. But this is just eight, eight prophecies. So supposedly, yeah, well, let's say 10 to the 17th power. Let's take silver dollars. If you take silver dollars and lay them on the face of Texas, the whole state, which Texas is massive, they'll cover the all the state two feet deep. That's how, how insane 
the odds are of Christ fulfilling just eight, and he fulfilled 300. I had to find that one coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just eight. It's just... I think it only got, like, more crazy, like, you know, like, what was it, like, 20 or 30 of them? It'd be, like, draining the ocean. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing. It would fill it up. It's... It's, it's it's crazy to me, like just like the chances of it all. Some people say, "Well, it was written and made up, and so that way, it, you know, if they wrote wrote the book, and then you just make it, so that way everything's correct." It's like they have the original, like you know, they have the Dead Sea Scrolls, they have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it takes so many years of everything. I think it takes a lot more faith to believe that somebody made all this up and it stuck. And mm-hmm. then Jesus dying and people him. Because like I was I was talking about you know, two couple weeks ago at youth group. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people during this time of Jesus too, and to this day, people claim to be the second coming. Or not second coming, they claim to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. In Jewish, you know and everything they're like i am messiah um follow me and people would do that people would follow you know uh someone who was claiming to be the messiah and as soon as people start you know they start killing people off people were like oh well, i'm not quite sure about this anymore and they just bail mm-hmm. maybe dip jesus though we're like no we know this is real like and mm-hmm. it, it didn't die off because it was legit. See his actual right. son of God. And it shows that it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa crap. Okay. He's actually like really is God. Right. She <laughs> do need to follow him. Like yes, like you look at Stephen, got mm-hmm. stoned to death, and he was like looking up the holy you know, looking up God going like, ah, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, God. Still praising God in the end. Like that's mm-hmm. the difference. People were trying, you know, they're being killed and murdered, you know, like and persecuted if they were following. Like you look at like Bar Jesus, people were like, "Oh yeah, cool." Yeah, he says he's Jesus. He says that he's you know he's a sorcerer. Oh, and then I mean Saul was so pissed he was like, "You know what? Mm-hmm. You're stricken with blindness now. Enjoy that. Like it's like dare you dare try to claim to be the king of kings. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a difference between our God and those fake ones. Right. He's legit and he has the power. I mean, j- just the I know we're on an off tangent thing, but to give you an yeah, idea. Never do even, that. Right. <laughs> even if you get an idea of let's just say he uh if he was to fulfill forty eight prophecies you just do the um, math when i was telling my story yeah <laughs> and if you do like just 48 prophecies wow i did and i'm 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 backing your claims <laughs> uh if if he jesus fulfilled only a man filled 48 of the prophecies in the old testament you're looking at 10 to the 157th power um which to give you an idea how much that is yeah if you let's say you put it into uh, electrons which are smaller than atoms uh, if you take 250 electrons each minute and count them 
and count the day and night to make up that number, it would take 19 million years just to count a line one inch long. And so uh, this is what? how, <laughs> yeah, this is how insane the probability is in the sense that it's like 10 to 157th power is counting 250 of that number each minute would take 19 million years to even come close to that. And that's only 48 prophecies. That's so So crazy. I think the total number was like 455 or 456 total prophecies that he did. I know it was over 300, but I'm pretty sure it was like 455 or 456, one of the two. Even just uh, even that alone is remarkable. Yeah, so you're talking closer to like 10 to the 3,000th power, which is more insane when you think that he actually fulfilled those prophecies it was literally impossible virtually impossible for christ to fulfill all the prophecies and he did so that's impossible for the for the lord of lords and king of kings right so let's continue because i know we're running out of time what we (laughs) never run out of time what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) we have too much fun um, talking about this stuff that's why guys we do and it's fantastic um I, i'll share this verse and i'll quickly touch up on it and see your opinion and then go to the next one and then we'll talk about teaching because we haven't got to the okay. teaching side or sorry preaching side my bad like preaching we're side. talking about We've teaching been doing teaching <laughs> yeah first timothy four sixteen says um this is paul and he says keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching persist in this for by doing so you will save both yourself and your hearers um it's really important. The context is verse 11 to 16, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's the consistency of understanding who God is and persistent in living that lifestyle and pursuing him, right? Um, the It's really cool to see that he's evaluating his, like his teachings in this and like um, what it looks like to be a leader of the church in that sense. Um the ability to understand, teach, and live out the truths of the gospel are essential to the work of a Christian church leader or a leader and teacher in general. And these have been the theme of Paul's message in this passage specifically. Um, yeah, I, I figured I'd share that one. And then I only have one more verse for preaching side, uh, the teaching side. <laughs> I keep getting backwards, but the teaching side, I have I no more I don't even know what we're talking about now. I'm all lost. <laughs> teaching, preaching. Teaching, 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 teaching. <laughs> is there even really a difference? I don't even know now. Yes, there is. We've been, this is the teaching. Okay, we'll get to the preaching side and what's different about it, but <laughs> teaching side. First uh, John 3, 9. This is my last verse for the teaching side. And uh, context is That's once to- again, the teaching side. Yes. The context here is verse 4 to 10. Um, This verse says, No one who has been born of God practices sin because his seed remains in him and he cannot sin continually because he has been born of God. And this is going back to what you and me were saying with the Holy Spirit bringing conviction and understanding because when you are reborn in Christ, you accept Christ, you're born again, you're gifted, gifted the Holy Spirit, and once you're gifted the Holy Spirit, you have that discernment, you have that conviction, and you have the strength and the peace and everything that comes with the Holy Spirit to move you forward through whatever situations you deal with in this world. Um, 
So this is the born again, the believer, the one who actually follows Christ and lives for Christ. This is what that is talking about directly. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you had thoughts on it, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to be born again. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Teaching and right. you know, or preaching, what are, what are we on? Teaching. Teaching. <laughs> Uh, you know the teaching others about that is big because it's one thing like can you really teach the Holy Spirit I mean you have to experience it like uh, I'll put it this way teaching grace is not a license to sin those yeah. who sin without remorse without conviction or without change, have no relationship with Christ whatsoever, period. You live a life of sin and continue to sin with no remorse or conviction, and you do not change what your ways because it is sin and you don't you choose not to change it, you have no relationship with Christ. Because that is the relationship with Christ, is that you understand what sin is. You read and you see what sin is. And then it says, do not do this, and you still do it. You do not have relationship with Christ. And you cannot be a teacher and do that at the same time. That that was that was the most important part is that you as a teacher you live the life of Christ calling you to. Um, not to live without sin, but to not to live continuous sin, to choose to continually sin and go against God. Because that's what sinning is, is against God. Which we talk about it in another episode in season one. What is sin? Go check it out. Is sin? That's right. Was that a oh Rick? My. Was that a Rick? Is that a Rick Roll in the background? No, that would be. I just heard. Doo-doo-doo. I was like, I heard drums. That would be a notification on my phone for some reason. Not it was fun. all muted, and I decided to make sounds. <laughs> That's pretty good. I really teach myself <laughs> how to properly do that correctly and turn it off. Hey, that's fine. So, are you ready to go switch this over to preaching? Oh, let me get my pulpit. Um, yes. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. Let's cool. real quick. Uh, we should go over what preaching is again. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I don't have the notes. Preaching. Oh. Yeah. So, preaching is proclamation that aims to invite and exhort it's uh more monological that's what preaching is so as you as i was saying before we're called to preach all of us in the sense that we are sharing the dialogue of christ and who he is um go out preach the gospel that kind of stuff which we'll get into the verses about it which is awesome so for example first uh no Second Timothy, Second Timothy four two, uh, context there is one one to eight. That's the context. Um, verse two says, "Preach the word. Be be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction." So that's good to know. <laughs> Preach yes. the word. Um, 
you know, it's first Timoth first, let's get this out of the way. Timothy was to be ready when preaching was convenient. The phrase in season refers to those times when one is by common sense supposed to be preaching the word. These are like friendly circumstances, safe times, stuff like that. But secondly, mm -hmm. we see Timothy was to be ready when preaching was not convenient. This is the meaning of the phrase like out of season. So there are times when proclaiming the truth is awkward, difficult, and resisted. Um, yes. Real quick on that. I just think of something I've always been told to. I was told, I think, before I started, uh, you know, my ministry and uh, preaching is that you should always have a lesson ready to go for any circumstance in a sense. Like you should have one ready to go. You never know when God's going to call you each to preach. Mm -hmm. I think of that when you said that I was just, it's like, yeah, you should be have a lesson ready to go. If God calls you to teach and, or, you know, mm -hmm. you just be ready to go at any time. And, it's like I learned that one. I think I really got it down when I was in Mexico. Yeah. I'm like, okay, hey, uh, we're going to have you teach the youth group here in Mexico. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm going to have an interpreter, right? Because, you know, <laughs> yo espanol is muy malo. Like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not ordering tacos. So, therefore, I do not know how to say everything I need to. Right. I feel like, you know, now too, like I have a couple of lessons that you just instantly go to. And I think that's important mm -hmm. as a preacher to have a, have a pulpit ready in a sense. You can just kind of be like, okay, boom. We're going to talk about Ehud. Well, that's teaching. Well, that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference is teaching, having, a, yeah. Having lessons, or, having stuff ready to having, help yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But th that's where the preaching side comes in, where preaching is more about just sharing the gospel, who God is. Yes. So in the same and, sense, being prepped, yes. Yeah, being prepped, but you can see prepped with the, the, the gospel in a way to, to teach uh, preach to others is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. Like, you, know yeah. What, you know what I mean? They have that preparation to teach. Like I always, you know, I take Ehud and Tender Prophet, mm -hmm. Know, I can preach on it and you know tell people yeah. about like how God used him and mm -hmm. how it doesn't matter, you know, if you think something's wrong with you, if you think you're less than not enough, etc., that God will use you. And that's like right. in like you know, Jesus wants to use anybody to for his kingdom. We all have salvation, no matter what's wrong with us, if we think we're less than so mm -hmm. and I think it's yeah. It's cool because like when I don't know if you, anybody else knows the word exhort because that's a an interesting word. Um, but the the Greek word for this is parakalesen, which parakalesen means um, support, comfort and aid or encourage or urging to be a part of something. So um, when it's talking to like Timothy about this and saying that this is how you want to do it. Um, first he says re rebuke, right? And with rebuke, it means to scold, chide or correct in that sense. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. this, this says this, by the way, like, this is what this says. And that's it. Like, it's not about you trying to 
like you're you're not specifically trying to be like follow what I'm doing. I'm a leader, but you're just yeah. saying this is what the word says, and you're trying to encourage uh, a correction or encourage people to be a part of it to yes. to urging them to come into this and see what we're talking about. Like uh, just someone saying like, you know, Jesus loves us. John three sixteen to 18, like that whole section right there. Like I mm-hmm. urge people, if you're new, memorize all three verses, not just the one because context is important. Context is key. Key. Yeah, context is king. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Fine. It's king. Not key. It's king. It is key, though. You're right. It is. It is. Context is everything. It is. It's, you know, um, you could make a joke out of context, and then all of a sudden you're not a very nice person and you're mean. Right. Uh so okay, so let's let's so another verse. Mark 16, 15. Okay. I don't know if you you know this verse. Mark but... sixteen fifteen. Yeah. Mark. 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 This is Jesus talking. Mark sixteen fifteen. I'll let you pull it up. I I I. It's a short verse. Yeah. It's a nice one to memorize. But I'll let you pull it up because that's a good one. Mark. Seventeen thirty eight. Say hello. Um. Or fifteen, sixteen. Fifth, the sixteen, fifteen. Sixteen, fifteen. Sixteen, fifteen. Yes. Sixteen, fifteen. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Mhm, mhm, mhm. It's a good read. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, the title for this section is the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with fourteen first. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves. Mhm. Right after he has died and risen. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, they were reclining at the table. He had rebuked them for their unbelief, hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who saw him that after he had risen. He said to them, Go into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever yep. believes in this, Oh my gosh, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Who is baptized will be saved. Mm. Uh, uh, We did talk about salvation. I was just thinking about that. The word baptized. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Mm -hmm. Mm. I will mention that when it's talking about baptism, um, Jesus later then proclaims about baptism in the Holy Spirit, right? Yep. Because as I said before, accepting Christ isn't just a verbal like, oh, I accept Jesus Christ. And now I'm saved. Like it, it's it's oh. it's believing. And you're gifted the Holy Spirit to show that you are accepting of him. Like you believe him, you accept him into your life, you're gifted the Holy Spirit. So there's a change. You're reborn. Most people like obviously in cartoons and stuff like that, like to make fun of it, like Hitler on his deathbed going, I believe in Jesus Christ. Like, oh, he he died and he went to heaven. Like, <laughs> uh, it's it's not verbal confirmation, like salvation, which we did have an episode on salvation, but salvation is believing, confirming with your mouth, and you're baptized by the Holy Spirit, which is you're gifted the Holy Spirit and reborn. So now you understand. 
to have the and, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because and, Holy Spirit, you know, is showing you the fruits that show for Cam. These will these signs will accompany those who believe in the name of demons, they will speak in tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, mm-hmm. they would drink if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm-hmm. Right, they're just talking about your if you do believe and you do have it, there'll be signs to show it. It won't just be empty acts. It will have you know, some meat to it. Mm-hmm. Some nice ribeye. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's cool here though in Mark sixteen fifteen, which is the verse that we were referencing here, that we see that it says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And um this is the Great Commission. And um, the Great Commission, you can even see it in Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus in that verse says, Go therefore make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Um, which goes to say that Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and He's the Son, where people's like, well, Trinity's never mentioned, there it is. But it's one God. We don't believe in three. It's one God, but in three through uh, yeah. representations yeah represented as three um so mm-hmm. it's important to know that we are called this is our calling as all believers to go out and proclaim the gospel this is the preaching element where we are sharing the gospel and proclaim is is like shouting out what needs to be heard and the word that's used there for all is pass which that's the greek word and is that can mean each and every or uh, creation, all that's like each and every one, like everything, anything and everything. And then uh, creation obviously is the word, uh, Greek word for uh, tissus. I think it's tissus. And that can mean anything created. This is? And it's, yeah, tissus. Like it's K T I S S, K T I S I S, tissus. It just means that we are to go out shout the gospel and share the gospel of Christ and who he is. Jesus loves you. You and me are sinners. We fall short. God saves us. So we don't have to pay the price of death of sin, which is death. Um, so that's like all of our goals is to do that, to share that with everybody. Um, so that's important. Um, and this is good to know because it's consistent with the Bible talking about God will look at us and judge us someday for everything we say and everything we do. Um, Romans 14, 12 even says that where it says, so then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. And that means every word, every thought, every action, everything we've ever done, do, said, thought is all accountable to God. And we present it to him before the throne. Um, and that's terrifying because you know we do we as humans do a lot of filth a lot of crap and think a lot of crap even though we might not do it we think it and we're going to be accountable for all that so that's where jesus is position is is that we accepted christ that he covers that and gives it the holy spirit to help live a life like christ and so we are preaching saying that we can never be enough to cover everything that we've done, thought, or said, etc. 
There's no redemption for us outside of Christ. Christ is the, the Savior, the one that we go to. So we, everybody, shares that message. That is the message we all preach. Teaching is different, like we said before. Right? Teaching is, yep. I'm trying to show you how to live that life by living it myself and helping you understand how I am able to do this and how I get closer to God and what I do to pray, read, and etc. Right? Like this is that's the part where teaching comes into play. Preaching is more along the lines like I am sharing the gospel of Christ and I'm explicitly just sharing it as it is. Right. Yeah. And that's why we should all read and understand what who God is. You have to be equipped. Mm-hmm. You have to be equipped and ready. Because it is warfare, spiritual warfare out there. Um, you don't want yourself not to be equipped in order to save others. Because somebody mm-hmm. might just need to hear just a very simple, you know, BC, accept, believe, confess. Mm-hmm. And um, as Christians, we're called to do that. And yep. you don't want to miss out opportunities, especially if God, you hear God telling you, hey, that person sitting over there alone, they need to hear this right now. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what people are going through on a daily basis. Um, people might, you know, give the appearance that they're fine. They might mm-hmm. seem like they have everything together, but spiritually, mentally, they might be struggling. Right. Um, I see it a lot. I see a lot, you know, where the kids, you know, the funny goofy kid at youth group i was one of those guys you know those kids <laughs> um then you know i do a anonymous like prayer box basically where the kids can write you know a, a prayer request they don't want to share out loud i feel a yeah. lot of the time you know you have kids that are writing things like you know talking about it's like I don't know where I if I what my where my beliefs are at. I don't know if I know is this real. I'm feeling sad, mm-hmm. depressed, and it's like every single one of these you know kids and uh, uh, not just kids but us has to be equipped how to handle mm-hmm. every situation that can be thrown us because this world is only getting worse. Um, it's right. not getting more Christian friendly. It's getting no. more. You know, uh, oh, you're a believer. Mm, okay or well, you you can't talk anymore you uh you're old li- school limiting what you can say um automatically it's hate speech um a lot of it can be classified as such uh, nowadays mm-hmm. especially yeah. depending where you're at um which is sad um luckily you know live here in the usa we have freedom of speech um <laughs> Right, but uh, for as, now, um, there's a place to where, as Christians, we are called to be peacemakers, and you know, we gotta oh, yeah. know, we gotta know when saying something's not going to be productive, right? Which we talked about a little bit earlier, where it's that place yes. of like, you know, if someone comes, like, if I go walking into like an LGBT parade or something, and I'm just like, Jesus loves you, turn and repent, they're all gonna look at me like this. This guy is hateful that's not how you do that that's not that's not what we are called to do 
Now, I have friends who are LGBT, <laughs> and I do talk to them, and they know my stance, and they know how and why I believe it, because they've asked. And I, and they know that. And we still hang out. We still have fun, because they understand that, like, like yeah. as a person, we're both people. We both sin. But just because I have the revelation of what sin is be through the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that I, I tear someone down because they don't have that yet. I plant seeds thing, and I hope the Holy Spirit can convict them. The biggest thing you can do right there mm-hmm. is show yep. them what it means to be Christ-like. Love on them. Don't accept. You, you never have to accept their sin. You, you shouldn't. You don't have to compromise your yeah. You don't values. compromise your morals and values for that. Like I right. don't. I don't. I'm like I'm not gonna sit here and say I agree with it. But right. Who am I? Uh, no, be like, oh, you're you're a sinner, you're wrong, and you know I have the log in my own eye. Well, we're not called to convict. Yeah, exactly. That's not our job. And I know Mm -mm. that I've always, you know, I have a hard time because there's times where I'm like, like, well, no, I'm like, you know, I don't like them. They're, you know, they were like this to me. No. And, you know, as I get older, I, I know I have to have more patience. And it's it's always easier to have patience with people that you agree with, align with. Oh, sure. It's a lot harder when people, you disagree with them. Uh, but wasn't, that's, that, wasn't that the verse yeah. that we just read? It said yeah. not in season. It might be awkward. Yes. And that's the part. Um, I'm going to tie back to you, but Jason just cut me off, whatever. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but no, and it, it, it's, it's the truth of the matter is that you know, it, with society and the way things go, um, our opinion is seen sometimes more as um, not the cool thing, not the, the mainstream thing. So mm-hmm. I've had a fun time like in college when I was basically bullied from my faith mm. um every single day which made it fun but it's like you know it's called to have that and i think that's where i think i got a little more hard hardened at people when they would do that to me and i think like sure. you know i but i also did learn to defend my faith some more yeah uh, which strengthened me too but i could still yep. learn from that so um and I mean, I'm in, I'm in leadership, but nowhere perfect. Um, I think um, for the whole topic, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap. Yeah, this up yeah, here. wrap it up, because I have to keep rambling. And, and we both do consistently do that, where we can go on for hours. Never rambled. <laughs> and uh, sarcasm coming soon. I, I, I'll finish off with this couple verses. And then we're going to wrap this up. Um, Galatians 6. Read the whole chapter. It's it's also known as like <laughs> Galatians in itself. It's also known as the short Romans. But uh, Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 4 and 5. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Um, I will say a couple verses before it does talk about... Um, actually carry that you won't be tempted carry one another's burdens and this way you'll fulfill the law of christ so read the whole book 
But in this specifically, the only reason why I'm sharing this is because he, Paul's encouraging Christians to take a careful stock of the work that they do in the spirit without comparing themselves to each other. We should be honest with ourselves and take full responsibility to what is ours to do in the following of Christ. One of those responsibilities is to share the good things that God gives up to us with those who teach us the, the word. In Galatians 6, like 3 to 5, that's the whole section there. So with this and all of this, if, if you're going for teaching, it, know that it comes with a weight. There's not just starts talking and you're good to teach. Teaching is leading, teaching, and example. I wish Preaching. it was easy. Right. Preaching is sharing the good news of the gospel and who God is and who Jesus is to us and how he saved you, how he saved me, and that revelation that was given to us through the Holy Spirit. That is preaching. So when you're coming to someone, just know that there's a difference and know that as a teacher, your goal is to help instruct when preaching. Your goal is to help encourage to be a part. So with that, I'm going to finish this episode because we did run it a little long, but that's okay. <laughs> it's the shocker. That's not us at all. Yeah. Us going over? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to, I'll pray us out because it is my episode. And that's then fair. next that's week fair. you're, yeah, next week you'll be doing your episode. <laughs> we'll be together. Woo! <laughs> All right, cool. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for every day and everything that you bring to us and everything that you give us. Thank you for all the good gifts in our lives. Uh, I just pray that you touch upon those that are supposed to teach, to teach, to get into the word more, to understand you. I pray for your Holy Spirit to bring the revelation on those who need it who are trying to understand your word, anybody here that's wanting to accept Christ, I just pray that you'll be able to see this light, that you'll see the the Holy Spirit knocking at that door, and that you'll be able to receive him and see who he is within your life and how you are reborn and what that looks like. And I pray that anybody listening to this, that they are encouraged to go out and preach the word, go out and share the good news, go out and talk about who God is, without fear, without uh, remorse, knowing that he is good and that he is there for everyone and not just you, but to bring you peace in any of those moments. And I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your presence. And I thank you for your continuous love and joy throughout our lives as we go through this world that doesn't really like us too all too much. <laughs> and I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So with that, we are finishing this episode about teaching and preaching and preaching and teaching. And we'll see you on the next one. Be on the flippity flop. Bye.